front lines. Men on the front lines. Men on the front lines. Men on the front lines. We call for these mighty men of valor. The Lord put a vision in my heart for a new movement amongst men in the body of Christ. The Lord says that I'm going to make champions out of those who would gather unto me. And I believe what men on the front lines will do. And I see it going into the nations. He's going to raise the bar among men. It's time for heroes to arise. I'm Robert Hodgkin, and this is Heroes Arise, Men on the Frontline's social media broadcast, equipping, encouraging, and empowering you to arise as the hero, warrior, and champion that God created you to be. You matter, you are important, and you have a key role to play for the kingdom and the earth. So thanks for joining me again this week so we can continue to pour into you. And what I want to do this week, I want to pick up sort of from where we left off last week. Last week, I was sharing with you prophetic strategies, strategies for 2022 that the Lord had given me that I was sharing with you. I want to pick up from there by sharing a prophetic word for 2022, a prophetic promise from God for 2022 that you're going to want to grab hold of and you're going to want to move into. But before we do that, I've got a couple announcements for you. First of all, as I'm sure you can tell, I am not in our studio. I'm not even in my home office. So I'm trying to make this week's show work from a more remote location. So the sound's a little bit different. And honestly, I'm, I'm a little concerned about the sound. So I apologize if it's not as good as it usually is because we don't have any sound dampeners. I just have the microphones from these AirPods, but we'll make it work. And what God's going to say to you, the God's word for 2022 that I'm going to share with you, that's way more important than the quality of the sound. I want to make sure you hear it. I also want to make sure you know tonight. Now, this is um, Tuesday, January 25th. I have to look at the calendar on my computer to remember what day it is. It's kind of been that sort of week. Um, uh, but anyways, it's Tuesday, January 25th. Last night, we started our Unlocking Holy Spirit Power webinar that is a free webinar going out globally. We usually have thousands of people who participate in these, and it's been great. What we're doing is we're helping you unlock the power of the Holy Spirit and establish realms of his power in and through your life, because it's never been more important for us as the church to be moving not only with the presence of God and the personality of God, but with the power of God. And you have that power within you. We just need to help you unlock it and help you understand how to establish different realms of power, like the, the realms of working of miracles, like the realms of uh, creating wealth, things like that, the power of God that is within you. So you can join us tonight. If you haven't already signed up for this free webinar, you do have to register and that's so you get the link. But even if you miss the first night, don't worry about it. Go to patriciakingministries.com, click on the events link. And when you see Unlocking Holy Spirit Power, register for the event. You'll get a link for tonight. And then you'll also be able to use a link to watch the first night session. Um, and you can even watch that before you watch live tonight or watch them both on demand. But you're going to want to be a part of Unlocking Holy Spirit Power. And you can do that by either going to my public Facebook page and clicking on the banner promoting uh, the webinar or go to patriciakingministries.com, click the events link. And then when you see uh, Unlocking Holy Spirit Power, it'll give you the information and the ability to register. I also want to make sure men, you know, Man Camp East Coast 2022, our East Coast event is coming up March 24th through the 26th in Rose Hill, North Carolina at Rockfish Meadows Campground. The great campground with the wonderful cabins, uh, the wonderful mess hall, the wonderful meeting hall that we've used for years. They've been making upgrades. It's better than ever. And Brad Carter will be there. Ben Hughes will be there. I'll be there. And Ben and Brad and I have been making upgrades. There's things that we're adding to the weekend to uh, make your experience even better. There'll still be all the times of 
fellowship, the mentoring times, the worship times, the, the ministry times, the, the meeting times, um, and of course, the times of connecting with each other over meals and whatnot. But there's things we're adding to this weekend to take everything to a whole nother level, and we want you to be there. But here's the deal. Our early bird special was a big hit, and most of the slots have been secured. But I think we still have room for like maybe 10 to 15 guys. I think it's like 11 or 12, but there's still room for 10 to 15 guys, and you're going to want to secure that. I know we're two months out, but you want to secure your spot now. So go to menonthefrontlines.com and register for this weekend of brotherhood, breakthrough, and adventure, Man Camp East Coast 2022, our 2022 annual East Coast Men on the Frontlines event. Go to menonthefrontlines.com, click the events link, you'll see the banner, it'll get you all the information and ability to register, or you can go and sit, or you can simply email me, robert at menonthefrontlines.com. That could be the easiest way for you. And then I'll get you the info link and all of that. And you can register and you'll secure your spot. And another thing I want to make sure you know about is I just found out that our store, store.heroesarise.com, is having a sale right now. And um, it's anything from 20% off to teased for $15, but it seems like every single day they're doing a sale. So it's a great time to stock up on Men on the Frontlines merchandise. Our, your I am, the, I am the Solution Men on the Frontlines t-shirts, the um, I Make a Difference Men on the Frontlines t-shirts, uh, sweatshirts, hoodies, our big Men on the Frontlines shield logo. That's really popular with guys. Um, you can even get your wife a gift that says, my husband is a hero. And then it's got the Men on the Frontlines Heroes Arise logo on it. But go to store.heroesarise.com. Have a look at our t-shirts, our hoodies, our, our sweatshirt pullovers, the fleeces, all the great stuff that's there. There's stickers, there's mugs, there's you name it with our Men on the Frontlines logos and, and slogans and merchandise. And when you do, you're helping out Men on the Frontlines ministry. So you can help support us and what we're doing in creating content that's going out to the nations to empower heroes like you. And you can get a great hoodie or a sweet t-shirt or something like that out of it. So go to store.heroesarise.com and get your merchandise at a discount. And then finally, what we always talk about, do me a favor, go to the Robert Hodgkin YouTube channel, Rumble channel, go to your favorite podcast platform and uh, uh, like, share, subscribe, all of that. But it's really important that you subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Rumble channel. It's important that you subscribe to the podcast and do me a favor, in addition to liking and sharing all the programs on the YouTube and Rumble channel or all the different podcasts, whether it's the Heroes Rise podcast or it's the Word Up podcast, like, share, subscribe, but leave five-star reviews. I know that's asking a lot, but I hope you're enjoying the program a lot. And when you do that, it does something to the algorithm that's way beyond my understanding, but it triggers stuff. So it comes up and feeds and it puts it in front of more eyes and you actually help become our marketing department simply by saying how much you're enjoying these podcasts and the videos. The other reason we really wanna connect with you on YouTube and Rumble is um, the main way we've been reaching you through these social media broadcasts, the, the, the stream will go unnamed, but um, we're still able to stream through there, but there's something has shifted with them. They don't, some of our shows they have not uploaded, they refuse to stream. And then the other thing that's really weird is even though our audience has grown and grown and we hit to where like every show was getting like 10,000 views and all of a sudden now it's like it's squelched and it's only going to a fraction of the people, even people who have liked and followed on that platform. So we know when you subscribe on YouTube or Rumble, whenever I upload new videos or new content, it's usually multiple things a week, you get a notification and you can go and you can get the content. You get the long form show, Heroes Arise, you can listen to maybe throughout the day as a podcast or, or have it on in the background as you're doing things as the video, but also for the Word Up podcast, the short form devotional podcast that's the video and the podcast, as well as the very popular Ask Robert series, where I answer theological questions, questions about ministry, questions about life. I've said, I'll answer any question you send in and we get some really interesting ones and some that are just, well, unique. Let's put it that way. But I always have promised I'd answer any questions and that's what we're doing there. All right, so those are the announcements. Let's get into this week's topic, a word for 2022. 
Now, as I said, last week, we talked about two prophetic strategies that the Lord had given me to share with you, to share with the body. And I'm sure you remember, one was it's time to get violent. And I won't unpack that again, but go to last week's show, Prophetic Strategies for 2022, and you'll come to understand just exactly what God means when he says it's time to get violent. Very different than what the world means when they say it's time to get violent. And then the other word, the other prophetic strategy was all about get over yourself or get beyond and above yourself and how we can do that, what that looks like and why it's so critical and so important. So those were words, strategies God gave me coming into 2022. And I shared a bit about the word God gave me um, at the Hebrew calendar, 5782, about how the, he, the year in the Hebrew calendar would be a year marked by graduations, new beginnings, and paths clearly defined. So those were the words from September, and then in uh, early November, God gave me, and throughout, and I think in the, the one of them was in December as well, to carry us through the end of last year and kind of give us strategies to propel or to, to uh, come forth strong and, and see 2022 be a kingdom year of victory. But I also got a prophetic word from God about 2022, and I want to tell you how it came about. It was actually New Year's Eve morning, and you guys know 2021 was a challenging year in the, in the Hodgkin household, and that's not a bad thing. It means it was a year where we really had to lean into God, really had to rely on God, had to go back and check in on God, and more than anything, had to trust in the Lord over and over again. It was a very challenging year with all the attacks on my wife's health and all the changes that brought to our lives for me laying down almost everything for an extended period of time to be a full-time caretaker other than occasionally still sharing a word at our church. And um, I think I only went out on the road twice last year. Um, so it was a very different year, very challenging year on a lot of fronts. Uh, and by the end of the year, I kind of felt like I had my rear end handed to me a bit. Um, and God showed up in amazing ways. And we were so incredibly blessed all along the way. So many of you were so kind and so thoughtful. And you were letting us know you were praying for us. And we felt it and we were carried by those prayers. I don't take any of that lightly. I'm just being honest. By the end of last year, I was kind of weary. And um, you know what's interesting? A little side trail here. Um, I was with Leif Hetland recently. And if you don't know Leif's ministry, I'm sure you do. He's very well known. But he's an amazing man of God. He's one of my heroes. He's one of the finest Christians I know. In addition to preacher and minister and prophet and apostle, he's just an outstanding Christian and a great guy. And I always enjoy the time I get with Leif. And we were having lunch together. Several of us were together having lunch. And Leif shared something that really had an impact on me. I won't go into all of it, but if you get a chance to hear this from Leif in one of his media streams or one of his meetings, I encourage that you do. But what he was sharing was, one of the challenges of last year and this year is last year was a year filled with storms, and I can relate. I'm sure you can too. But what near the end of the year, Leif shared with the Lord that he was feeling a little wrung out. It had been a challenging year for him and his family as well. And what the Lord showed him was part of the challenge was 2021 was a year where God wanted to teach us how to rest in the storm, knowing that God would perform his word. And we all know in the gospels when Jesus says, we're going to the other side and then they get in the boat and the storm kicks up and they start straining at the oars and all of that. And Jesus is resting in the storm, literally asleep. And the disciples are freaking out and thrown into a lather. And last year was a year when we were to lean into God and lean into the promises we have from God so we could learn to rest in the storm, knowing God would get us to the other side. God would see us through. But many of us went to war in 2021 to go to war against the storm, against all that was sent against us. And that's understandable. Like I went to war against the cancer that attacked my wife's body. And in many ways, I'm glad I did because I'm made for war. It was a place, it's a place almost of, you know, comfort for me in this, in the sense of like, I know how to war. I like the war. But I also really kept coming back to feeling very weary. And when Leif shared this thing with me, I was like, oh, we got to the other side last year because of God's word. And God had given my wife a word and given me a word very early on in the battle. And I warred with that word. And I realized I probably should have learned how to rest 
in that word, because that was what God wanted to do in 2021, left late for sharing, teach us how to rest in the storm. And he said, 2022 is a year where we're supposed to go to war because it's time to take territory. And I totally get that. But he said, the challenge is many people warred in 2021 and wore themselves out warring instead of learning how to rest in the storm. Whereas now when it's time to go to war, many are weary from warring last year when we were supposed to learn to rest. And this year now that we're supposed to go to war, we don't want to go to war because we're weary. And he was sharing this and I thought, man, I can so connect. I can so relate to that. So I was processing all of this and all of a sudden it hit me that, you know, God's supernatural. And by even having the awareness of this, I can get with God. I can meet with God and he can supernaturally do in a matter of days or a matter of hours, or God can do it in a matter of minutes. God can do it in a snap of his finger and bring me into that place of rest and restoration from me wearing myself out last year because it was such a challenging year. And he can bring me into that place of replenishment and, and refreshing. So that's what I did at the end of last year. But here's what's interesting. It was the morning of New Year's Eve day. So it was December 31st and that morning, and I'd only been doing this thing where I was really intentionally taking a lot of time with God. Because one of the things that really suffered for me last year was my devotional times. Because as a full-time caretaker, you guys can relate. You sit down and you think, okay, I can, I can get 15 minutes in the word, but all of a sudden something happens and you got to get right back up and you got to be there to help. And that's okay. As a husband, as a friend to my wife, as a husband to my wife, I know I was supposed to take care of her last year. And so that was all part of it. Um, but it, I couldn't find a rhythm in it. And I, I like to have a rhythm. I like to know when I sit down that I'm going to have X amount of time. And I never had that last year. And honestly, that's good for me. I learned to connect with God all through the day. I learned to um, be more comfortable with being uncomfortable, if that makes sense. So there are things that are good that came out of it. You know, I learned to die to myself a whole lot more. And that was very healthy, actually, because I saw selfishness come up in me many times last year. And I would realize this doesn't look and sound like Jesus. So this is my flesh and this is an opportunity to die to it. And my wife and I grew closer and grew in trust. And so there were many good things that happened throughout all of last year, but I never found a real rhythm in my devotional time. And because of that, I got into sort of a bad habit of a good thing of connecting with God all through the day, but I got out of the habit of spending extended time with him. And I realized that's part of the reason I got weary because I get refreshed, I get replenished, I get strengthened when I spend that 30 minutes, that hour, that hour and a half in the morning, meeting with God, sitting with God, gazing at God, reading the word, letting uh, a, a revelation come up out of the word. My time with God uh, almost unintentionally strengthens and restores me because I spend time with him. I practice his presence. I, I gaze upon him by faith. I let him fill me and refill me and refresh me by faith. Sometimes I feel it, but often I don't, but I'm doing it by faith and it'll carry me throughout days, throughout weeks. So I all of a sudden at the end of the year decided I need to get back into this. And it's, it's New Year's Eve morning. And I'd set, the, I'd set the alarm to get up early um, so I could be confident that I'd have time while Yuri was resting and sleeping because she needed that rest and that sleep. And I, I was sitting with God, talking with God, reading the word. And all of a sudden I got to a place where I thought, Lord, I know this isn't a confessional booth, but my heart is heavy as I sit with you. And my heart's heavy because I don't really feel like I did a great job last year. I, I feel like I got my rear end handed to me, like I got knocked down a lot. And I, I just want to say you were with us all year long and I'm so grateful for you. And I was finding things to give thanks to God for reviewing the many ways in beautiful, wonderful ways. He was faithful and true. And he showed up for us all through the year from, you know, the incredible team of doctors we had to the amazing nurses, um, all the times that we had the, the late night rushes into the emergency room and the, all the, all the stuff that went with last year, um, but I, I was sitting and saying to the Lord, there's so many ways you showed up. We had amazing nurses 
every time for every week that you re ended up in the hospital, we were always blessed with like the best nurses on the floor and, and just so much favor with the hospitals and just God showed up in great ways, even though there were real challenges there. I said, Lord, even in the midst of all that, I feel like I wrestled with frustration. I wrestled with fear. I wrestled with discouragement. I wrestled with anger at times. I wrestled with my flesh so often last year. I, I just kind of feel like I got my rear end handed to me and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I didn't stand stronger. I'm sorry that I wasn't more of who I know I truly am in you, with you, and for you. And the Lord spoke to me. And this is the first thing he told me about 2021, actually. He said, the victory in 2021 was in standing. And he knew it was an intense year. And when we have intense years like that, it's not because God got knocked off his throne or taken by surprise. It's because God is allowing things to teach us. There are things we learn of God and with God and for God and about ourselves and about being Christian and about strengths and about areas that God wants to strengthen in intense years like last year that are really, really valuable, challenging, difficult, but valuable if we're willing to get with God and be real with God. You know, I say this all the time. God's favorite place to meet us is exactly where we are. The challenge is we're not always willing to admit we're there, you know, so we don't meet with God exactly where we are. And God's not discouraged. God's not disappointed. God's not angry. Even in our failings, he wants to meet us right there so he can teach us, so he can mentor us because he's absolutely Lord. He's absolutely King. He's absolutely Messiah. He's absolutely all those things. But you know what? He's still rabbi. He's still discipler. He still wants to walk with us and talk with us and mentor us. Holy Spirit is still the spirit of counsel. When do we need counsel? We need counsel when we need to be counseled. If everything's going great and we're doing great, we basically just need someone to come alongside of us and go, hey, you're doing great. Proud of you. But we need counsel. We need the counselor when we need counsel, when we need our dad to teach us like, dad, I tried this and it really didn't work. Or I really, really duffed it here and totally punted it. And what came out of me looked nothing like you. Can we talk about that? Like, what's going on in my heart in moments like that? Show me, God, help me. So a lot of 2021, the victory, he said, was to stand. And, but I told him, I said, Lord, I don't even feel like I stood all that great. I feel like I got knocked down over and over again. But what he showed me is, yes, we all know the scripture. When you've done all you can to stand, stand some more. And I thought, Lord, I think my only victory in 2021 was not even that I stood. It's just that I kept standing back up, standing back up, standing back up. And he said, that's it exactly. The victory of 2021 was standing in faith because things were very intense. There's a lot going on. There was a lot of things to be discouraged about, a lot of things to be frustrated with, a lot of things in our government, our media, you name it, not just in the U.S., but around the world. And the Lord showed me that there were many falling away in the faith because they're like, why would God allow this? And why, and you know, the enemy's doing this, the enemy's doing that. And why isn't God smiting everybody? And why this and why that? And, and that people were, were wrestling with their faith. And he said, you know, one thing is you never lost your faith. And I thought, no. I, there were times I was confused. There were times I was discouraged. There were times I despaired. There were times my heart broke. There were times I was um, weary and freaking out, but I never, ever doubted that you were there, that you cared, and that you were up to something in the midst of all of it. I just often didn't understand what it was, but I, I never doubted that God was God and that God is good and that God is up to something. I still feel that. And the Lord said that was the victory of 2021, and it accomplished way more than you can possibly imagine, that you feel like maybe you were worn out and wearied, and, and the enemy handed your rear end to you, but you have no idea what you accomplished for the gospel. And he reminded me of the message he gave me, the revelation he gave me, I think it was somewhere in November-ish or October-ish about why there was so much resistance in the spirit and why the enemy was pressing back so hard. And if you haven't listened to that uh, podcast or watched that show, go to YouTube right now, the Robert Hodgkin YouTube channel right now, go to the Heroes Arise playlist. I know there's like 150 episodes, but look for the one, it'll be near the top. 
why there's so much resistance in the spirit or why the enemy's pushing back so hard right now. Um, and same thing with the podcast. You can go back just, you know, probably six, seven episodes and it'll be there. It's a really important episode. And he reminded me this and I thought, oh, that's right, God, you had told me that what the enemy was up to is trying to sift believers like wheat so that we would fall away in our faith, but that our faith is so important. And you even allow these seasons of resistance and intensity because standing in faith, continuing in faith, or even coming back to faith when you've had your you know, feet knocked out from underneath you accomplishes so much in the spirit. And I thought, okay, awesome, God. Thank you for that encouragement. And thank you that you by your grace, and I remember saying him, God, it was by your grace and your grace alone. And you even deserve all the credit and all the honor and all the glory for me staying in faith. And when I said it was by your grace, that's when the Lord gave me a word for 2022. He said, and in 2022, I am releasing a greater grace. I actually wrote it down. I want to read it to you so I get it just right. And I wrote it as like a, almost like a journal entry. And then I posted it on Facebook and uh, all the other social media that I'm on. And I think it might have even got picked up by some of the prophetic uh, uh, forums and sent out. But this is, this is what I wrote. Now, this is December 31st, early morning. In prayer this morning, I began to sense that God is releasing a grace to his people for this coming year. Yes, 2022 will have many challenges, but I also sense there will be a greater grace. And that's what God really put on my heart when I said, God, it's by your grace. And in my heart, he spoke to me that he was releasing a greater grace in 2022. A greater grace for those willing to grab hold of it. And we'll unpack that in just a minute. A grace for weariness, frustration, despair, and more to fall away, as well as a grace to recover all. And that was boomingly clear. It wasn't an audible voice, but when he said it, it was boomingly clear that part of this great grace that he's releasing that we can grab hold of if we want to is a grace not only to shake off the, the things from the last year or two, but a great grace to recover all, a greater grace to worship, a greater grace to seek and sit with him, a greater grace for prayer, and specifically praying in tongues, a greater grace for a greater faith in the midst of the challenges, a greater grace for joy and peace and patience, a greater grace to shake off offense, bitterness, disappointment, anger, false comforts, and familiar spirits. And one of the biggest places he showed me that the offense and the bitterness got in was having lost the ability to trust. And because our government's so untrustworthy, our media is so untrustworthy, the scientific and medical community, so many of them are so untrustworthy that we've been so traumatized in our souls by this that we're, we're 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 losing the ability to trust and the reason the enemy's been doing this is ultimately what he's after is he doesn't want us to trust god he wants us to to get so hardened so traumatized that we can't even or we won't even choose to trust god trust that he's there trust that he's there trust that he's good trust that he's up to something trust that he's moving trust that in the midst of us understanding i don't or not understanding what's going on it simply means we can trust that it's him being up to something beyond our ability to understand and comprehend. And ultimately that's exciting. So the, the, you may think, I don't know that I'm bitter or offended, but if you're having trouble trusting right now, if you become cynical, those are all signs that you need to grab a hold of this grace and shake off and release bitterness, offense, um, disappointment, anger, false comforts. The Lord was showing me, and I had a word early in the year about the Lord's warning of in 2021, be watchful not to return to bad habits, false comforts, and addictions where you used to find some form of pleasure because things were so difficult. And the Lord was saying many people did that with both. They, they grabbed hold of false comforts and gave place to familiar spirits in 2021 because it was so challenging. And they thought they were doing it as a comfort, but it was actually giving place to things that you were meant to be set free from. So in 2022, there's a great grace to grab hold of to shake that off. All right, I commentated on so much of that. Let me go back and read that paragraph to you again. So the Lord said he's releasing a greater grace in 2022 that we can grab hold of, a greater grace to worship, a greater grace to seek and sit with him, a greater grace for prayer, 
and specifically praying in tongues, which would be so huge this year, so important, such a tool. A greater grace for a greater faith in the midst of the challenges. A greater grace for joy and peace and patience. A greater grace to shake off offense, bitterness, disappointment, anger, false comforts, and familiar spirits. A greater grace for divine revelation, heavenly strategies, and more. And then this is what he ended with. Anything that's been limited, hindered, or stolen from us in the last two years, there will be a grace to go after it, and we will recover all. There's two really big things, I guess three really big things. I touched on one of them, but three really big things in this word from the Lord for 2022. Number one, a greater grace is being released from heaven into the earth that we can grab hold of, but you've got to be intentional about this. This is, this is um, like, remember when Jesus, the victorious risen Lord in Acts 1.8 says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and to be a great mighty witness of me. That wasn't just, hey, that word receive doesn't just mean, hey, sit back and it'll happen. That word receive is lambano in the Greek. And it doesn't mean just hang out until it shows up. It's not wait for the doorbell to ring and the Amazon guy to drop stuff off, right? It's not, hey, wait for the doorbell to ring and the FedEx woman is there and hand you your package. No, it's that word lumbano means to seize, to grab hold of, or specifically to lay hold of that which you know is already yours. And that's what we've got to do with this greater grace. If you're just sitting back going, all right, Lord, if you got it for me, I'll take it. No, you need to be intentional. Like every morning in my prayer time, I will pray through this word and I'll start saying to the Lord, thank you for the greater grace you rece you're releasing into, into the earth this year. You're releasing to your believers as your son, as your friend, as your servant, as one of your believing believers. By faith, I am receiving that greater grace, greater grace, greater grace. And I want to tell you, in the moment, I rarely feel anything, but I, I, I know the power of faith and receiving by faith and being active in my faith. But here's what's cool. I have seen so much fruit from this. Like, you know how I said last year, devotional times were challenging and I got out of the habit. I have immediately gotten back into the place of where I'm spending a minimum of a easily a half hour or more or an hour, an hour and a half back in prayer, in the word, in devotion, in worship, in the morning, meeting with God, feeling his presence. It's been beautiful. And that's all by this greater grace. And I'm intentionally receiving the greater grace and saying, Lord, with that greater grace, I am shaking off anything that I took on that's not me. I declare by this greater grace, I'm going to be like Enoch this year. And I'm going to walk so closely with you that anything that is not truly me in you will be not. You know, it said Enoch walked so closely with God, he was not. And I think one of the revelations there is when we walk closely with God, we not only remember who he is, we remember who we are. And those things that aren't truly us in him, aren't truly us in, in who we are born again in Christ, simply fall away. So I receive that great grace and say, Lord, and I'm shaking off. And I actually do it. I like do this. I'm like, I'm shaking off despair and discouragement from last year. I'm shaking off weariness and worry from last year. Any residue of fear or frustration or anger that's still on me, I brush it off. I shake it off by your great grace. I am free. I am free. I am free. And then I'll say, by your great grace, I receive an increase of faith. I receive an increase of zeal, an increase of hope-filled trust and expectation in your goodness. And I'll see your goodness here in the land of the living. So grab hold of this great grace. Be intentional about it. Don't be passive. 2022 is not a year to be passive in your faith. 2022 is a year to be active in your faith, to lay hold of the things you know God is giving to you. So be active in receiving of the greater grace. Um, the other thing is we just talked about, be intentional about in this greater grace. The key thing number two in this word is to shake off the stuff that either you took on or got on you in 2021 because it was such a challenging year. Shake off that bitterness, shake off that disappointment. If you see it come back on you at times, stop. I had something happen to me today. I was going through something, something frustrating happened. I gave place to frustration for a minute. I stopped right in the middle of it and said, wait, 
That's not who I am. I refuse frustration. I receive the greater grace of God and I release all that frustration. I shake that frustration off. I give no place to that frustration. I am, uh, 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 I am peaceful. I am compassionate. I am patient. I am kind. I am filled with him who is love. I walk not only in the presence and power of God, but I walk in the personality of God. Fill me afresh with the righteousness, peace, and joy that I have through the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God that dwells within me. Let it fill me. Let it overflow me. So I'm intentional. Boy, any of you who know me well, no, I am nowhere near perfect. But what I am with God is I've always asked the Holy Spirit to keep me on a short leash, as it were, and to get my attention when I start to the right or start to the left. I even said to him once, Holy Spirit, I know I could be dense at times. I give you permission to hit me in the back of the head with a board if you need to, to get my attention, because I don't want to go too far to the right, too far to the left. I don't want to get too far off track. I know what I'm like outside of you. I don't want to get very far outside of you. So I'm being very intentional this year about um, um, when I notice I'm giving place to one of those things that I gave way too much place to last year. I'm saying, no, I have a greater grace from God to shake that off, to release that, to be free of it. And I'm done with it in Jesus's name. So be intentional about shaking off the negative things. And then the third thing, and this is huge, and this is something to go after all year long, go after it, is the greater grace to recover all, anything, that's been stolen, hindered, limited, interfered with the last couple of years, especially in all of the stuff, all of the, all that's been going on globally in the pandemic, so much has been stolen. So much has been hindered, limited, interfered with. Um, it's time to recover all and God is releasing a great grace to recover all. Now, I don't want this show to be two hours long, but I do want to press into this for a little bit here. It's really, really important. I really encourage you to get into 1 Samuel 30. You know this chapter in the Bible. I want to go through it pretty quickly with you um, um, and take some time because it's so strategic. It's so important. And it's part of the prophetic word God has given us for 2022 that this is a year to recover all. Now, here's something that's interesting. The second week of this month, so I, uh, the first week I, I was at home, had extended the holiday time, was still with Yuri, taking care of her and helping her after the most recent uh, um, uh, operation, and, um, but we kind of found a rhythm um, uh, even coming into this year that we never did last year, which was wonderful, which was glorious, which was the gift, um, and I spent that first week spending a lot of time with God and pressing in and practicing all these things from the strategic, the strategies he gave us coming into the year to this word he gave me um, the day before the new year. But then on the 7th, I flew out to be a part of uh, a conference Joan Hunter was putting on in Tomball, Texas called A Fresh Start. And it was Joan, Katie Souza, uh, Keenan Bridges, Matt Sorger, myself, um, um, Cindy Jacobs had been signed up to come, but something happened. I think she might have sent a video that first night before I got there. Um, but what was really interesting in being there, it was a wonderful conference. I highly encourage you to go to Joan Hunter's site. And if you can download the sessions, do it. It'll be a huge encouragement. There was so much great revelation. Oh, Joshua Mills. That was another person that was there. I love Joshua's ministry. I hadn't seen him for years. It was great to be with him. But one of the most encouraging things to me is Joan, Keenan, Katie, Joshua, Matt, and myself, all the speakers that I heard in our own language, in our own way, in our own ministries, we all had something very similar to say that God had given us. And one of the main things was, this is a year to recover all. We, none of us had any idea what the other speakers were bringing. Most of us had not heard the other speakers for sessions because of our overlap. I happen to be one of the few people that was there for the whole time because my, my schedule allowed me to be there for three days and then I had flights canceled. So my schedule allowed me to be there for four and a half days, which ended up being a great blessing. 
but it was really encouraging to hear. I mean, I know I hear from God and I know when he gives a word, how to press into it, how to grab hold of it, how to move in it. But it was so encouraging to hear every single one of them in their own language, in their own way, say, this is a year to go after, to recover all. So 1 Samuel 30 is going to be a strategic passage of scripture this whole year. And we know it well. This is when David and his men have been out um, doing what they're doing. And they come back to Ziklag, their hometown. And they say, and um, David and his men arrived home at their town, Ziklag. They found that the Amalekites had made a raid into the Negev and burned Ziklag to the ground. They had carried off the women and children and everyone else without killing anyone. When David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened in their families, they wept until they couldn't weep anymore. David's two wives, Ahinoam, of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel, were among those captured. David was now in serious trouble because his men were very bitter about losing their wives and children, and they began to talk of stoning him, but David found strength in the Lord his God. All right, let's stop right there. Even before we get into this scripture promise about pursue, overtake, and recover all, there's so much to unpack here. David gets back to Ziklag, now, here's something interesting about Ziklag. Ziklag, um, I wrote it down somewhere. Where is it? Um, the meaning of Ziklag is very important. Ziklag translate to measure press down. So this is David's hometown. This is David's camp. This is where David lives. And its name translates as measure press down. Now, remember, in Luke 6.38, it talks about give, and it will be given to you. You will pour, uh, they will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. By your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. So Ziklag is this foreshadowing of David living in the place that's meant to be abundant. As he, as he goes about what he's supposed to be doing, he's meant to be in a place of abundance. And Ziklag has always been a place of abundance. Measure pressed down, you know, uh, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. But the enemy has come and literally stolen from him. So David, it, it's very important that when the enemy has stolen from us, like he has so much these last two years, whether it's time, whether it's health, whether it's finances, whether it's opportunity, whatever it is, to remember your portion, your measure, your home, your dwelling place is a place of abundance in Christ. That's what you're meant to have. So anything else you don't settle for because God said, he said himself, the enemy comes to steal, kill, devour, and destroy. But I, meaning Christ Jesus, who's declaring this in John 10, 10, have come that you might have a life and have it in abundance. Your measure in Christ is abundance, abundance of favor, abundance of health, abundance of life, abundance of joy, abundance of peace, abundance of provision, abundance of, of healthy relationships, abundance of you name it. If it's a good kingdom thing, your measure in Christ is an abundance of it. So anywhere you don't see that, it's time to go to war and recover all, especially if you've had it and the enemy has stolen it from you. So David is remembering this. And it's interesting, the choice, according to scripture, the choice that the men make when they've been stolen from is to become bitter and to turn on David. Now, the king. Now, this doesn't make any sense because every good thing they have is because of David. He could have turned to them and said, are you kidding me? Everything you have is because you were nothing when you came to me in the cave of Adullam. You couldn't even take care of yourselves. I fed you, I clothed you, I trained you to war. Everything you have, everything you do is because of me. And you're going to turn on me now when I need you? You're going to turn on me and blame me for what the enemy has done? Very important picture here. Too many are coming out of 2021 mad at God. Don't blame God for what the enemy is doing. Don't let yourself get bitter let yourself get better. That's an old Joyce Meyerism that I love. You can get bitter or you can get better. Bitter does nothing but drag you down, drag you down, drag you down. Better means you do what David did. You don't do what the men do. You don't become bitter and turn on your king. Don't become, God, how could you allow the enemy to do this? God's ways are higher than our ways. It's time for us to grow up a little bit and realize God 
When you're doing something I don't understand, I shouldn't get bitter. I should get excited because you're doing something beyond my ability to ask, think, or comprehend, which I've prayed so many times. This is what it looks like. Moses had to choose, am I going to get bitter or get better? When he had the word of the Lord and he went to Pharaoh and said, thus saith the Lord, let my people go. And Pharaoh says, no, I'm not going to let him go. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you think you're doing, but you obviously have too much time on your hands to dream up these shenanigans. I'm actually going to increase the labors of Israel because of this. And Moses at the end of Exodus 5, beginning of Exodus 6, goes back to God and says, God, why did you even send me? He didn't do it. It didn't work. It was a train wreck, man. And this conversation ends with God making a forward declaration. I am the Lord. So he's basically saying, look, you got a choice to make. I know it didn't go the way you expected, but I'm up to something here. I'm up to something literally beyond your ability to understand. So you've got a choice to make. Are you going to trust me? Are you going to trust the word that I've given you? Are you going to get bitter and turn on me and not trust me and have a pity party and get mired in bitterness and self-pity and offense and despair? And if that's you and you realize it, good for you. Good for you for realizing there were things I needed to realize I'd given place to in 2021 that I needed to get uh, the great grace from God to shake off, shake off, shake off. He didn't highlight it to me and help me see it to make me feel condemned or ashamed or guilty. He did it so I could go, wait a minute. What was I thinking? I'm free of that. I'm rid of that. I shake that off in Jesus' name. If you've been bitter, if you blame God for what wasn't his fault, if you've been mad, despairing, discouraged, frustrating, self-pitying because you don't know what's going on, it's time to shake that off. Don't turn on your king. Because every good thing you have is because of him. Do what David did, not what David's men does. What does David do? It says, but David found strength in the Lord. I love the translation that says, but David found strength in the Lord, his God. And I'm reading that out of my New Living 95. It says, but David found strength in the Lord, his God. That pronoun, his, is so important. That possessive pronoun. David didn't just find strength in the Lord. That's good, but he found strength in the Lord, his God. Despite the circumstances, despite how things looked and felt, he still knew his God was there. His God cares. His God was Lord. His God was good. His God was mighty. His God didn't do this to him. It was still personal for David. He knew he could go to his God. He could go to God as the Father. He still knew that it was still personal. We need to know in the midst of this, we can go to God and even go, God, I'm confused. I'm frustrated. You know what? I'm kind of angry and I don't know what to do with it. Help. I know you're still my God. I know you're still there. I know you're still there. I know you're still good. I know you're still almighty and you're still invincible, but I'm wrestling because it doesn't look and feel that way. But David did not find strength in his feelings. And he doesn't seek counsel from his feelings. He's, then, he, then David said to Abiathar the priest, bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought it. And then David asked the Lord, should I chase them? Will I catch them? David does not seek counsel from his feelings. David does not seek counsel from the bitter ones around him. David does not seek counsel from the world. Like, what do you, you know, what do you guys, he seeks counsel from God. He seeks God. Don't listen to your feelings right now. Don't listen to bitter ones around you, even if they're bitter over the same things and want to get together and have a pity party and a whinge fest in the same direction you want to. Still don't do it. Seek the Lord. Get with God. If you're mad, yell at God. He's a big God. He can take it. He told me that once years ago. I've been walking with him for a few years and I was very upset about something. And I just, I just let God have it. I was like having a hissy fit, marching around my little living room at two in the morning. And I'm just letting God have it. And all of a sudden it hit me. I'm yelling at God and I fell to my knees. I said, Lord, I'm so sorry. I raised my voice to you. I don't know what I'm doing. And the Lord said, son, I'm a big God. I can take it. And I remember thinking, whoa. And then he said to me, I would much rather you turn to me with your anger than turn away from me in your anger. 
And I'm, and we're having this conversation and all of a sudden he says, now do you want to know what you're really angry about? And I thought, yes, God. And he showed me, I was venting to God, but he was wanting me to see what I was really, what I was really hurt about, where the anger was really coming from and what had really hurt me and how to deal with it. So don't seek counsel from your feelings. Don't seek counsel from bitter ones around you. Even if they're bitter about the same things and want to whinge and complain about the same thing, seek counsel from God. This is key to being able to recover all. And the Lord said to him, yes, go after them. You will surely recover everything that was taken from you. And I love the translation that says, pursue, overtake, and recover all. Realize God is the God of I am. He's a present tense now God. Sometimes in the temporal realm, we go through a process to lay hold of in the natural, what is already ours in the, the spirit. So it may be a process where you must pursue, you must overtake, and you will recover all. So David and his 600 men set out, and they soon came to Besor Brook. But 200 of the men were too exhausted to cross the brook. David continued in pursuit with his 400 men. Did you catch that? He starts out with 600, but 200 are too tired to go on. 200 is one third, right? So we're body, soul, and spirit. Our spirit knows the word of the Lord. Our spirit knows the truth in God. It's key that we don't give place to bitterness, we, that we keep our soul connected with our born again spirit. We keep our soul encouraged in the truth in God, right? But our body might be weary. Here's one of the things I think this represents when our body's too weary to go on. What do we do? We allow God to supernaturally strengthen us. We know God can, if, we, if we're willing to continue to go on in our prayer you know sometimes the reason we get weary is because we're trying to do it in our own strength as opposed to trusting not by might not by power but by my spirit says the lord so we get the blueprints we get the strategies from god and then all of a sudden now he can supernaturally do himself what we couldn't possibly do on our own so um david continued to pursue with his 400 mighty men. Now this is key. David continues the pursuit. And then when we see later on, when they catch it, first of all, I won't read it all, but the next thing that happens is there's a divine appointment. There's a kingdom connection where they come across this um, Egyptian slave who actually was left behind. But it's a divine appointment because now he can lead them to exactly where they are. God has divine appointments for you in this season. If you're willing to pursue, if you're willing to, to continue, if you're willing to be uh, persistent and, and relentless in the pursuit of the enemy. God will have divine appointments. He'll give you divine strategies. He'll give you kingdom battle plans. It's all part of the great grace that he's releasing. So they, they meet this slave and the slave leads them to exactly where the enemy is. And um, I'll pick up in verse 16. So the Egyptian led them to the Amalekite encampment. When David and his men arrived, the Amalekites were spread out across the fields. Um, David and his men rushed in among them and slaughtered them throughout that night and the entire next day until evening. This is really important too. If we're going to recover all, we have to be relentless. We have to pursue. And even when we overtake, we have to be relentless. We have to persevere. David didn't just swing his sword once. David didn't just announce, hey, I'm here, give me back. No, he went into the battle. Remember, 2022 was a year for warfare, but we war from victory. We war in the might and power of the Holy Spirit. We war with the word of God and we relentless with it. David continued against the enemy all through the night, all through the next day, all through the evening. And that's what we need to do. Ask God for your scriptures like God has given me not only, first of all, I made a list of everything that was stolen from Uriah and I these last couple of years from health, vigor, vitality, the finances spent on uh, medicine and treatments and emergency rooms and operations to um, all sorts of stuff. I went, I, I sat with God and said, Lord, help me see everything that's been hindered, limited, blocked, delayed interfered with or stolen from us these last couple of years. And I have my list and I declare those things. And now I am being relentless and I am persevering 
every single day, relentlessly attacking the enemy, not with a physical sword, but the sword of the spirit, the word of God. I also ask God to give me key scriptures to declare so I can unsheath my sword, the sword of the spirit, the word of God, and be relentless until I see everything recovered completely, utterly, and totally. That's what David does um, all through the day, all through the night, until the next evening. David got back everything. Nothing was missing, small or great, nor anything else that had been taken. His troops rounded up all the flocks and herds and drove them on ahead, saying, these all belong to David as his reward. So he actually came out with more than was even stolen, because now he's got the enemy's herds as well. If we will pursue, if we will overtake, if we will persevere, if we will be relentless in this great grace, in the great grace, I'm finding I have more strength for this, more energy for this, more joy-filled, hope-filled, expectant faith for this already this year than many things I was warring last year when, I'm, when I was probably supposed to be learning to rest. I have this zeal this faith, this expectation, and that's the great grace of God that I've been tension, intentional to receive every single day. So then um, it goes on to say that uh, one of the last things here, one of the last kingdom keys here, David's blessed with plenty. Then they go back to Besor Brook and the 200 guys that couldn't go on, the, 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 the men, the 400 who did get mad and say, they didn't go with us, they didn't fight, they don't deserve a share. David is merciful and David is generous. He says, no, you know what? Everybody gets back what they lost. We're all in this together. We've got to have a kingdom mindset. There are going to be battles that you can fight that others might be too weary to fight, but there may be a battle you're too weary to fight that others are able to fight. Be generous with your spoils, not only with those you also know who were stolen from. There's, you know, with men on the front lines, we're developing, we're, 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 we're seeding and we're funding right now and we're asking for donations into it. So please sow into it simply by going to menonthefrontlines.com, click the donation link. We're, we're creating a benevolence fund. And right now what we're doing is the bit that we have, we're sowing every month into the lives of those who have been stolen from through health. You know, we're making medical payments for some. We're making um, like uh, uh, utility payments for people so that the, the lights stay on in their homes, things like that. We're doing what we can do. And we want to grow that. We want it to be even more because there are battles we can fight, things we can believe for that others might be too weary for. But you know what? There might be some battles out there that we're too weary for that others can believe for. So be generous with your spoils. As you recover all, be generous, be kingdom-minded, be blessed to be a blessing. And not only to those who have been stolen from, but this is key. David says, don't be selfish with what the Lord has given us. He has kept us safe and helped defeat the enemy. So we're going to share with one another. We want to expand the benevolence program in our men on the front lines community so that we can help out as many men as possible. And not just men here, but there are men in the nations. There are micro enterprises that we're working with a group in Cambodia for Men for fathers in Cambodia have had so much stolen from them since the Khmer Rouge, where for sometimes like for about 600 to $700, we can seed a micro enterprise for these men. So they have their own business that they're making significantly more for them and their families than literally picking through the trash dump, which is what many of those families do. Or the fathers simply abandon the family because they're so filled with guilt, shame, and condemnation, and they give place to drugs and alcohol. By giving these microenterprises to men and working with this group that's on the ground there who knows these men, so we know we're sowing into good ground, and help train these men and oversee these men. So it's not like, hey, here's 600 bucks. Hope you don't spend it on drugs. You know, No, it's, it's changing the lives of men and families and that nation. And we can do that for 600 700 $800. So it's so easy to have such an impact when you are generous, but not only with those who have been stolen from, then I'm going to end here with uh, verse 26. When David, when, when he arrived at Ziklag, David sent part of the plunder to the leaders of Judah who were his friends. This is a season to be sowing. When you are recovering all, be very, very intentional about sowing, sowing, sowing. 
to others who have been stolen from, absolutely. But be sowing into, it's David has said, hey, you leaders, you have poured into me. You've been there for me. You've been a friend to me. Now, even if you haven't lost anything, I want to sow into you and I'll see increase from that. In this season, there is a great grace being released from God for you be, to be able to intentionally, be intentional about receiving that great grace. I encourage you to do what I do every morning, even if it's a quick prayer, say, Lord, by faith right now, I am receiving the greater grace that you are releasing to your people in 2022. And by that greater grace, I am shaking off anything that I picked up or took on from uh, uh, false comforts, familiar spirits, bitterness, offense, despair, discouragement, anger, frustration, um, uh, 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 cynicism, whatever it is, I'm shaking it off by your great grace. I'm releasing it. I'm free of it. I dust myself off. I cover myself afresh in the blood of Jesus. And I declare I am renewed. And the first thing I do is I restore healthy soul, healthy body. And then, then there's a great grace to then, in addition to intentionally receiving the great grace, in intentionally shaking yourself, shaking off and dusting yourself off from things you might have taken on in the last couple of years from all the challenges that you faced. There is a great grace to recover all. And the last thing I want to do is I want to pray over you from that passage of scripture we went through, the different things that we see in here from promises to strategies in recovering all. So I pray over every single one of you watching. I pray a great grace to receive the great grace. I pray a great grace for you to remember, to realize, to be aware of what has been stolen, hindered, limited, interfered, blocked, or delayed in any way, and in any way these last couple of years. A grace to make your list. A grace to believe, to know that you will recover all that is on that list. I declare a great grace for you to shake off and release weariness, frustration, despair, offense, bitterness, disappointment, anger, false comfort, and familiar spirits. I've been seeing in the spirit, some of you listening to this on the podcast, watching this on um, the, the live streams um, uh, or on the, on the YouTube videos, just going... <sighs> and feeling like a weight sliding off of you, being able to take a deep breath for the first time in a long time. I declare over each and every one of you listening and watching a greater grace for renewed and increased intimacy with God, fellowship, union, communion, friendship, intimacy, and connection with God. I declare a greater grace a great grace, great grace, great grace for you to seek counsel from God, to be strengthened by God and to increase in discernment and a grace to discern kingdom strategies and receive kingdom and divine blueprints and battle plans for this season. I release to you by faith. I grab hold of and agree with and release to you the greater grace that God is releasing into his body in 2022 for you to be zealous and to persevere, to relentlessly go after, relentlessly pursue, relentlessly overtake the enemy and recover all. I declare a great grace for you to receive divine appointments and kingdom connections. These, these great kingdom alliances that come out of nowhere, that all of a sudden are a blessing to you and to them and help you pursue and recover all. Some of you are going to meet people. You're going to generate business ideas together and start businesses. And that's going to be part of how you recover all others. It's going to be ministry. Others, it's going to be media projects. Others, it's going to be somebody's going to be sharing a story with you. You know, you might be waiting for, I don't know, a taxi, a bus, a plane. You might be waiting in line for a coffee and somebody starts talking to you and that's your divine alliance for the day. That's your kingdom connection for the day. Um, in that story, you go, oh, that's exactly the piece I needed. That's awesome. So be on the lookout for that. I declare a great grace for restoration of your soul and strengthening of your body. A great grace for recovery of anything and everything that was lost, stolen, delayed, hindered, blocked, or interfered with in 2020 or 2021, as well as a renewal of all that is recovered. And what I mean by that is, you know, imagine your car got stolen and you're gonna recover that. Well, you're not gonna recover, the, it's not like the police coming to you and say, hey, we found your car, 
um, we'll have it towed to your house, but just so you know, we found it down by, you know, the underpass. It had been uh, uh, driven into the underpass. It's all banged up. Um, a fire got started. And it's all burned out, but we're going to have it. Thrown. No, you are going to recover. And what you recovered is renewed and refreshed and at least as good, if not better than when it was stolen. And finally, I declare over you a greater grace for generosity, a spirit of generosity, faith to sow and reap strategically and with honor and expectation. Sometimes we've been stolen from and we recover. We, if, we, if we don't intentionally allow God to heal our soul from the trauma of being stolen from, we recover, but then we hold on to it really, really tightly to make sure we never lose it again. And that's a losing strategy. As we see with King David, he had a great grace to be very generous with others who've been stolen from, but then even to sow into leaders and, and other leaders, other kings, other kingdoms. I highly encourage you to do that. Like Uri and I, we've been sowing from the faith place of knowing we'll recover all. So we're like already tithing on what we're planning on recovering because like all the finances that were spent so much finance spent on medical treatment and doctors and operations and this that and the other thing well we're going to recover all of that but we're already starting to tithe and sow into ministries and leaders who we know who have been a blessing to us who have been there for us but we also know we're just doing good works in the kingdom so we're doing that as well as being there for people who were in need hey we've got needs but you know what we're already starting to recover it all i've had some miracles even in the last two weeks and one of the first things we did like we had a big financial miracle two weeks ago one of the first things i did was start looking for people who can we give from this there's a huge blessing you know that was maybe a, uh, maybe a 20th of the money that was stolen from us but all we did was we rejoiced we gave god praise even if it's if it's a hundredth of what we recovered it was still or what was stolen it's still first fruit it's still an early sign but god immediately reminded me don't grab hold of that and go oh good this is you know one one hundredth of what we need to recover all no it was god you're up to something now immediately show us where we can sow this. We, we sowed more than half of it um, because we know more is coming in, and especially as we're generous. So there's some keys, there's some prayers, there's some declarations, but 2022 is a year of God releasing a great grace to his people in the earth. 2022 is going to be a year of great challenges, but it's going to be a year of greater grace for those of us who are willing to go after it, to receive it, and then to move into it and to release stuff, not of God, not of the kingdom, not of who we truly are, that we took on in 2020 and 2021, get with God and get that greater grace and shake all that off and then grab hold of that greater grace to recover all that's been stolen, limited, hindered, or interfered with. Thanks so much for being with me this week. Don't forget tonight, unlocking holy spirit power session two but go to either my public facebook page and click on the banner and the link it takes you to to register for that you'll be able to see the archive of the first session and either jump in on the live session tonight or watch them both archived on demand man camp east coast 2022 coming up march 24th to 26th grab hold of one of those spots that's left you're not going to want to miss it it's going to be an epic weekend a brotherhood breakthrough and adventure uh sale going on at store.heroesarise.com and of course we're so grateful for you and that we get to sew into you and get to create all this content and send it all over the world. If you'd like to come alongside of that and you want a place to sow, good ground to sow into in this year of recovering all and kingdom generosity, go to roberthodgkin.com or menonthefrontlines.com, click the donations link, click the giving link and sow in to what Men on the Frontlines is doing for men and now men and women all over the world. God bless you. Thanks so much for being with me. And I'll see you back here again next week for another Heroes Arise. Ready for more? Go to roberthodgkin.com for more teachings, more resources, and more information about Robert Hodgkin Ministries and men on the front lines.